Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast, a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now, here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity to just glorify your name, Lord. We pray, dear Mm -hmm. Father, that our hearts are prepared, dear Lord, for a new revelation. Our hearts are prepared to receive you in whatever we need you to receive us receive, dear Lord, whatever we're dealing with, dear Father, we pray that we we find it in your word and that as we talk about and converse amongst each other, dear Lord, it, it, it supplies our needs, dear Father. Dear Lord, we pray for the listeners right now, dear Lord. We pray that they also yeah. receive uh, this word from 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 you through us, dear Lord. We pray that they, they see you, dear Lord, as as they hear us, dear Father. We just also pray for all of those who are unsure, dear Lord, uh, during this time of anxiety and uncertainty. We pray, dear Father, that uh, maybe through this word, they can receive some seeds of, of, of revelation about who you are and how much you love us. Lord, we just pray that <clears throat> um, for those also that, that don't know you, dear Lord, that they can get to know you through this Walking with Jesus podcast. Just give you all the honor, all the praise, all the glory. In the loving name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Like last night when I tried to get into Matthew 11, mm-hmm. I prayed and I just asked the Lord, just I said, just speak to me. Yeah. So speak to me, put my mind where you want my mind to be at. And at first when I was reading, I was like, okay, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then as I it was mainly the just that first part with um with verse two on down to like seven with John. Yeah. And as I was reading it, I was like, I went back. I had to go back to it because then I went and I read the commentary and I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, I kind of get it because it was saying that John John the Baptist, um, it wasn't that he was questioning mm-hmm. um, like who's in faith with, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was more that he lost sight or didn't have well, in my notes, I just put for my notes for myself, mm-hmm. I put because it was basically saying that John wasn't, he was questioning the ministry of Jesus. So he was at the latter part of the ministry right. rather than what Jesus was currently doing. Right, 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 right. right. He was a loss of faith. So then when I looked back at it and I was reading it again, because I just stayed stuck there and how he, how Jesus responds back to the two disciples that John the Baptist sent out, mm-hmm. he really didn't give much of a, um, a detailed response back to them. Mm-hmm. More of 
it was a response of quoting scripture. Because in my regular Bible, yeah, I have it like stuff written in red. It doesn't really specify. Yeah, it really doesn't specify. We just have it written in red, but for the most part, I don't think, yeah, it didn't specify. So I was reading it out of the the um, North American Standard, mm-hmm. the New American Standard um, Bible, mm-hmm. when I have with um, John MacArthur. And so in that, I kind of saw that, okay, he's quoting scripture back mm-hmm. to him. So that was taking my mind the essence of thinking, okay, so he, so God is going to speak. I know God is going to speak to us in relation to something that we already are familiar with in order for us to really understand what mm-hmm. he's saying. But then I was like, well, what does that mean to me? Like, what is he saying to me with that then? So then I, like, I just stayed stuck there. And then I was like, okay, I think I get it now. Like, I, I was just, my wife was doing something. I was just staring in the air. It was, it was mainly because I was just trying to dig in to hear what God was saying. And what I got from him, I felt like God was saying, you know, John the Baptist was focused on what my ministry, what I was going to do in my ministry on my second coming. He wasn't looking at my first coming. So then I started thinking about myself. I'm like, okay, how many times, or I know like right now, the 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 word that pastor put out for the beginning of the year was this was going to be the year of favor. And I was like, it doesn't appear to be that way. I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't look like this is a favorable year. This is a very quote unquote interesting year. Right. And what I was getting from God when I when I took the time and I just wrote it down, what he was saying, I felt like God was saying, Evan, you gotta be tuned in to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't you can't think that I'm gonna do it this way mm-hmm. without leaving room for me to do it my way. And that could bring about anxiety. That could bring about where your stress is coming mm-hmm. from, that you're not tuned in the way you think you are. Yeah. And that's what I was getting like, yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at. That's where, I, that's where I've been at lately. Mm-hmm. Like thinking like, okay, we're not panning out this way, but what's going on? When in reality, God is like, whatever I told you, I'm still doing mm-hmm. it. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm still doing it the way I told you I'm going to do it. In fact, I'm doing it the way I told you I'm going to do it. It's just that you're not in tune to it to really understand it. Because when John, when the first day he repeated back to John, well, to the disciples, mm-hmm. to his two disciples, was um, it was Isaiah 61, verse 1. Mm-hmm. He was quoting back. So I went back and I read that. When I found that part, I went back and I read it. And I was like, whoa. I, like, I got real emotional with it because I remember where I was at when I was reading it before the first mm-hmm. time. Like one of the first times some years ago when I was reading it. Cause I was like really going through mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and that because uh, it was like you, you get double for the trouble. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the verse when he's saying you get double for the trouble. It's like God is gonna um, basically he's healing he's healing the brokenhearted, healing the mm-hmm. sick. He's and that's what John was messed up at because he was like, why are you doing this instead of knocking out all the enemies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how like. Yeah, God is doing exactly what he said he's doing. This is still the year of favor. It just, in order to get favor, certain things have to be removed out of the way so that 
I can experience the fullness of God's favor. And as long as those certain things are in the way, thinking not improper or whatever it may be, and I believe that's what God is also doing with this COVID-19 thing is certain things were in place that where God is trying to take us, it would be a hindrance or a block us. And so he's like, let me just shut everything down, slow some things down and get some rectify certain things. So before we move forward, because it, it you won't be able to experience me the way you're supposed mm-hmm. to. And that's what I was like really digging with. I'm still stuck there. I'm still stuck on that part. Just still trying to chew that, just still trying to chew that, chew that part. I mean, it's, it's an interesting take. Um, I I did sort of the same thing because, you know, I've been kind of feeling it too. And I I thought about John and I, I believe he, God gave him some indication of what his purpose was, right? What, what he was there to do. Yeah. And even though we we say we hear from God and, you know, and even in John's situation, you know, I, I believe from since he's was, he was a child, I mean, he was called out by God, right? I mean, he was born of a virgin as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. oh no, she wasn't a virgin. She was just barren. She, yeah, 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 she was yeah. barren. So. All in all, they're a serious mirror. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I still almost believe in our human capacity, we're not 100% sure. I think we talked about this before where, you know, we, we think we know what God is saying to us, but we don't always, we don't know 100%. So when he says, are you the coming one or do we look for another? It's He's still not sure. You know what I'm saying? Like who, like, he kind of has an idea of who he is and what he was supposed to do because he's been preaching about this one that is coming. Right. And, and so it's, it's almost like yeah. a question. It's just like how you did, like you, you're, you're looking at the word and you're looking at what's happening. It's like, okay, is this really what's supposed to be happening? Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's what I see John doing. I see John saying, okay, I see, you know, I see these things happening, but I'm not, I'm still not sure. And then you're 100% right with the way that Jesus answers him. I feel like he didn't need to say yes. And and that wasn't Jesus's style. He didn't just say like yes or no to questions. He he made you he looked at he went to the heart of things. And yeah. and so with John the way he answers he says, go tell John the things which you hear and see, the blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are clean. All of these things are going to are going to the question of whether John believes what he sees or not. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and he answers them in a way that confirms what he was like, he said, are you the coming one or not? And so if he says, tell him what you've seen, I think that is the that was the best way to answer him. Yeah. Because it, it confirms what he was probably already kind of feeling, but just wasn't sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And so to your point, you know, we we, we just have to be in tune with them. 
We just have to be in tune. Mm-hmm. The the other thing that I saw here was um I mean Jesus' words are so powerful. But when you get down to uh twelve, eleven and twelve, assuredly yeah. I say to you, among those born of women, there was not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven serves violence and the violent take it by force. So there were two things in those two verses that really helped me, you know, kind of spoke to me as you, as you were saying, because I, I, I believe this also spoke to me. The, the fact that John, because you just hit on it. John came at a time when Jesus hadn't completed his mission. He he hadn't yeah. completed the the full covenant yet. So that that because that that kind of shot me. I was like, okay, there was there's born of a woman. There was not one risen one greater than John the Baptist, which is a great compliment from Jesus. But then he turns around and says, "But he was least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he." I was like, what? And so I had to kind of read up on that and try to understand is. Yeah. I stuck on that part too when I was reading that too. Yeah. I was like, man, this just can't flap head. Right, right, right. And and it's it's in a in a fleshy sense. I mean, Jesus is Jesus is great because the way I read this and the way it just came to me was it was it was incredible because he's talking about the the fleshy side and saying, you know, he was a great prophet, greater than a prophet, right? And, and none yeah. born of a woman is greater than he in terms of prophets. But in heaven, everyone is greater than him because he didn't have, he, he didn't really get the benefit of grace, of Jesus's grace, which we all have. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we, we have mm-hmm. the benefit of the victory being completed. And so what, you have to take that verse and 12 together almost because he says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And that to me, this is what the crux of this whole chapter is about. And, and well, about for me, it's, it's not Mm -hmm. about, um, it's not about the questions that we have or what we see. And he says, you know, John the Baptist is, is the least in heaven. And then he turns around and says, and the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. He's talking about spiritual warfare. And, and yeah. the spiritual warfare, I mean, it was probably going on longer, but it's funny how he says from John, from the days of John until now. And, and it's really, to me, that, that signifies that the battle sort of intensified when Jesus was born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've actually yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I get you. No, no, I was just gonna say I remember hearing from um what I was reading. It was with that matter of fact it was with John McCarthy. I think about it. it John McCarthy. He was saying prior to Jesus coming coming here on earth, like most of the demonic realm tried to pretty much stay in the shadows, but he was like, you see it really bump up when Jesus comes. Right. He said, that's, it really, it, it really gets real clear. You're seeing the, the um, 
the demon possessed mm-hmm. people speaking mm-hmm. out loud and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you really start you really start seeing it then. So yeah, yeah, I was just saying that's in green to what you were saying. Like it, that's true. And so he he alludes to spiritual warfare there, and it really kicks off with the new covenant, right? And mm-hmm. man, my 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 heart went right like this verse is so powerful because my heart went right to Jacob wrestling the angel for his blessing. Mm. Mm. And and I'm like, God, like, what is going on? Why do I feel so lethargic? Why I'm not like, I'm not really motivated to do anything. I'm just kind of, I, I am, I actually motivated to do, you know, read my Bible, but like the other business stuff, I'm like, I'm struggling, like to re- even with work, I'm like, Ugh, it's like a, it's hard, you know, and normally that stuff isn't mm-hmm. hard for me. And it just reminded me when he says the violent ticket by force, I'm like, man, am I going through some sort of spiritual battle right now? Am I, am I like really like in my spirit? Am I fighting something? What am, what am I fighting? And, and if you think about it, th- this is what I think as Christians, we get lost we we where we get deceived because we believe that this walk with Jesus is is passive. It's we're it- like what you hear so far. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. And and I I mean, I'm going to sound crazy here, but I, I blame... I doubt it. I doubt you. It's not crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I blame the twenty-third Psalm because you know it's it's walking by the still waters and have me lay down in green pastures. And I think we we grab onto that. And mm-hmm. even from li- a little child, like he gonna give you. And even at the the end of this chapter, he talks about giving us rest. But the thing about it is, it's like. It's not all the time. You know, he, we may have spots where we have rest and peace and things are calm. But for most of the time, I think it's a spiritual battle going on. Like, I would say 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those spiritual battles. It's not a long distance shooting range. It's not like there's a sniper. Exactly. No, the enemy is in your face. Really, really in, in your face. He's in your yes. head. Yes. Where the enemy right? you can't get no closer than somebody being in your head. A lot of the stuff is always geared to make us think a certain way. It was just I think about it, of course, it's just this last mm-hmm. week. A lot of the things were just certain events that occurred, like dealing with work. It's just it, it was all mental to get me to think that God is not doing what he said he was gonna do. Mm-hmm to get me to change my mind on something that the Lord had already spoken to me on. And if I lose sight and, and, and don't hold on to what God said, 
I'm giving up territory for the enemy right. to take over. And it's, I think it's, it's true. Not having that, uh, the right understanding with certain scriptures like Psalm 23 and just thinking, okay, he'll lay me down and stay water, getting caught. By not having that proper understanding with it, it messes up your walk with Christ. Exactly. It's a every day, all the time, straight in your face, battle. battle. It is. Where it seems like it's a moment of peace, is really not. The enemy is plotting, and he's just not plotting. He's trying to, he's trying to, the old saying, get in where he fits in. That's that's basically what he's trying to do. Any, every way, that's exactly what he's trying to do. Yeah. And, and it's true, this is a straight up spiritual, spiritual in your face mm -hmm. battle. It's not meant to be taken lightly. And, and and this is, I believe this is what Jesus is saying to the disciples here. But what I took away from it as well is, like you just said, let's not forget that. Right? It, it You know, mm -hmm. with all the stuff going on in society, we got the COVID. We just had the young boy, um, Ahmad, um, uh, what was his name? Arbery or something like that. The one who got killed in Georgia. You know, mm -hmm. you got all these things going on. You got businesses filing bankruptcy and all that type of stuff. Like it's, we're going through a tough time right now and that's not saying I'm going through a tough time, but I'm just like, I'm not seeing God's favor in this situation. Well, just like last night, if I got, if I finished getting in the word, got a few minutes to myself, my wife comes up to me. She's like, yo, I just got done. Um, she said, I was looking up. She said she was looking for something on the phone. Oh, so she was looking for Carolyn Leaf. That's what it was. She said she was looking for something for Carolyn Leaf. And she said when she was looking for that, something popped up saying Ravi Zachariah was diagnosed with oh, cancer. Wow. And the doctors told him there's nothing I can wow. do. And they sent my home. And I was like, this has not been one of the, this year has just been, I'm, it's crazy. yeah. And I was like, man, that's just Rabbi Zachariah, man. He's he's one of the spearheads of the apologetic movement. You know, from yeah. an intellectual standpoint. So he's he, he's rebuffed scientists, atheists, you know, all of them. Man, yeah. You know, when I heard that, I was just like, and that's where I, I've just been just trying to just been stuck on meditating on what God was speaking to me through this chapter. I just been trying trying to stay like I have to be. I, I I have to tune in the way he wants me to tune in. But I'm thankful that even if I and that's why that, that was another thing I was giving myself grief about it was like one I don't want God to repeat Himself mm -hmm. all the time. And so I was like, I think I was probably like being too hard on myself. And I felt like the Lord was telling me, Evan, I'm gonna make sure that when I'm speaking to you, right. that you get right. it. I'm gonna make sure if you need me to repeat it again, I, I, I'll do. And I was like, you know what? It's true because as, as a as a as a fleshly father, I would do the same thing for my son. If you if I tell him to do something or whatnot and he doesn't do it right then and there, I'll repeat it, but I'll go in more detail with it just to make sure he gets it even more. So I'm like, well, God is greater than me, so I can relax on that instead of trying to, you know. My mind is in the right spot, but I think I was just being yeah. too hard on myself. No, that's a good point, man. But, but it, it goes back to, 
I mean, it goes back to what I said about John. Like, John had a purpose mm-hmm. and a mission for his life, but he still wasn't sure. Like, we're never sure. So, mm-hmm. We're never sure what God is actually telling us. We're never sure um, that we hear him correctly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, I mean, I know from personal experience, I felt like God was telling me to do something. And come to find out, I was totally wrong. You know what I'm saying? And so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's important that we just, like you said, stay tuned into the word and understand that if I go back to this, the the violent take it by force. And the the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Like, we have to understand that. Like, it's not a passive walk. It's not something that, and so so because I've kind of internalized that, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think, okay, I need to fight for what I want in the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that means, yeah. you know, like you said, like really digging into the word, you know, not just grazing over it. That means really chewing on it, right? And, and applying the word where I normally wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like like really fighting yeah. for it because Satan doesn't... That empty fight, with like well, how you yeah. put it with Jacob, wrestling he, with that. He doesn't want yeah. it to be... To be blessed, and and the thing about if you think about um, Jacob, he was wrestling the angel. He wasn't wrestling like the the, the demons. You know what I'm saying? He was he was wrestling with God, and it's and so we have to deal with the demons and constant influences and impulses from the adversary, and then go before God and like God. I need your grace. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to like deal with that. And, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, that's not going away. That's not going away. And, and so like, I'm almost determined at this point to not back down. Right. Like, like we're doing this podcast and this wonderful thing, but in my downtime, what I, what I consider my downtime, I still need to be on point. Like I still need to be getting after it because that fool don't take no breaks. He don't take no holidays. Sure don't. What movie was that? I think it was Starsky and Hutch. I remember there was a part in it and he came out and said, why are you here so early? He was like, have you ever known crime to come in late? <laughs> and that's how, that's how Satan is. Satan doesn't take a minute off. He, he's always, literally how the Bible puts it, seeking to whom he made a bow. It's by it's by force, and it's by force. Like you have to, you know. Th- that's what that's what the Bible says. Our labor is right. The labor is our faith, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus goes on to talk about you know giving us rest, but we still have to, like our faith needs to be like walking. It needs to be like putting that one foot in front of each other. Um, I give you mm. I give you a um, this is one of my COVID nineteen stories. Right. So I, I, I saw this movie. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Breaking Two. It's, it's no, about these um, um, runner, these runners. Um, two of them are from Ethiopia. One is from Ghana. And these are world class marathon runners. Like between the three of them, they won like the Boston Marathon, New York Marathon, all these marathon, like 10, 15, 20 times. Right. And they got the fastest times. So the whole premise behind the story is 
They're trying to run a marathon in under two hours. Okay. And so I don't know if you kind of understand that, but a marathon is typically, you know, four, four and a half. I mean, that's like, you know, chop it down. So (laughs) these dudes regularly run it in two and a half or or under four hours, right? They they regularly run it in like 215, 230. And so the goal of this, they, they train for like, I want to say a year. They train for like a year to try to, they ran this event, all sponsored by Nike and all this stuff, to run, to try to get one hour, 59 minutes and 59, and 59 seconds. Okay, that's all they needed to do. They just yeah. needed to be one second under two hours. And what I noticed throughout this, all the training and through um, the, uh, eventually through the event, through the, where they tried to do it, it wasn't about their bodies. It wasn't about their body. It was mind. all about their mental. It was all about, because mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the runners said, which I thought was so profound, said everything within me everything he said everything within me is telling me to stop when he he says sometimes when he reaches to grab get the water from the you know the the uh supply people who come you know they come beside him and give him the water to, to hydrate even yeah. he said, even that reach even when that water hits his tongue it's it's telling him to stop it's telling hmm. him to stop running that's good and I just, it just made me think of our, our that's the spiritual battle. Everything within you is yeah. telling you it's to stop. Yeah. And yeah, and it's so true. So true. What we, what we, what he said, which I think it also applies to us as Christians and followers of Christ. He has to fight to put one foot in front of the other every single time. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all he said. He focuses on putting one foot in front of the other. That's it. He doesn't. Fo- he doesn't think about nothing else because yeah. if he does, he's going to stop. And and so, um, I give you the quick quick end of the story. He, um, the three. I mean, they did all of these things, Evan, to help you know make the environment control. They ran on a flat, um, a flat uh, track. There was no hills. Um, they put yeah. people in front of them. Um, they had a car that was a pace car to help them stay on the pace. They put like a um, a wedge of people in front of them so they could reduce drag. I mean, it was all this stuff. It was amazing. They ended up running the one African guy. The guy, I mean, I'm sorry, the guy from Ghana. He ended up running two hours and 25 tenths of a second. He couldn't get it below. I'm sorry, two hours and 25 seconds. So he was 25 seconds or yeah, 26 seconds over the, 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 the mark that they was trying to go. The other, the one guy did yeah. two hours and three minutes and then another one did two hours and 14 minutes. But again, striving for that, striving, putting one foot in front of the other. And, and that's to me, when I read this verse about the violent take it by force, even though we're talking about a spiritual battle, it has physical implications and it's a mental, you know, we talk about our decisions. It's really about 
putting one foot in front of the other every single second of every single day to stay locked in with this walk with Christ. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good example there because it is, it's so true. Sometimes you do just how the, the runner was. You feel like right. going in the towel. Yeah. You feel like, like man, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. I'm, I'm doing what I got to do. I'm taking care of my family. But here is all this turmoil that's going on. And sometimes you yes. look around. For one of the Psalms that we were reading in our regular reading, um, with Psalm 79, when David comes out and said that he was starting to think that um, the wicked would get in the yeah, way, it's better for the yeah. wicked to actually. And it's so true when you, especially in this day and age, where it seems like from the movies that they put out, from it's just a little bit of everything, it seems like the people that's living the most wicked and most horrendous lives seem to almost mm-hmm. be getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. You're fighting the good fight. Doing what God tells you to do, and it seemed like that big boulder still won't move out of your way. Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. Hard to get the sense how the runner was like. What's I, once I get this one little quench, I just want to throw it in the towel. It's like sense of even pressing on. But remember that. How verse 12, the violence taken by force. You have to fight, but you don't fight the way the world fights. You fight mm-hmm. spiritually. And that's what having a thorough understanding of the word, seeing how it applies in my life and using it, having behaviors that reflect what God is saying, obeying his word, then that's how we win. The enemy, he's like, nah, that, that's not, that don't make sense. It's taking too long. So it's all those little whispers in your mind, like, nah, it's taking too long. Then you got to deal with the flesh. Like, uh, you know, you're tired. Don't get up. <laughs> all those little things, but it's just the same. But it's all stemming, have your mind made up. As long as my mind is made up, I can be how the gospel song is. I'm sold out. My mind is made up. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the history. Yeah. It's so good, man. We're We're... we're in this battle um but like i said it, it especially you know especially like you like you said when we when we don't see like we don't see god's favor the way we think we should see it in 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 our environment mm-hmm. in our in society in our in our country we don't we don't really see god right you know what i'm saying like we don't see his yeah. power we don't see his grace we don't see you know, when we seeing all these people dying and, you know, our government not really treating this with the, the severity and sense of urgency that it needs. I mean, we're, we're not seeing grace, we're not seeing compassion, we're not seeing God. And it's it's tough. It's tough sometimes yeah. to, you know, stay in the fight. Yeah. 
And so say it again, Michael, because it kind of broke up. I've never run broke up on my end, but I've run other races: five k, ten k, you know, other type of races. It gets tough there, yeah. right? When you don't, when you don't see that finish line, <laughs> when when you when you know you got like you know four, five, six more miles, <laughs> and I can imagine for a marathoner, you know, the halfway mark is great, but the first two or three miles, you're like, man, I, I still got, you know, 24 more miles to go, you know? And so, like, for, for us, when we don't see, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, makes it, it makes it tough, but this is a great reminder that we're in a fight and it's not necessarily about what we see, right? We don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Yeah. We walk by faith. Faith, and that's it's all you have to have your mind your mind made up because sometimes life can throw you a real heavy blow. Like I remember like, playing certain sports or uh, playing mm-hmm. as a kid. If you get the wind knocked out of you, and I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. life would do that, just knock the wind right out of you. And right then, there's a choice. <laughs> Stay on the ground and cry, or you get your tail up and continue doing what you were doing. <laughs> it was like we, on a spiritual note, that's how, how it is. It's like we got to make our minds up. Our minds have to be made up before the wind get knocked out of, really. Because if we wait until the wind gets knocked out of, it's too late. The enemy, the enemy is one of those type of enemies. Once you down, like, I remember this, 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 the statement was coming up. If you get hit, whatever you do, mm-hmm. if you get jumped or something, don't fall. Because <laughs> if you fall down, <laughs> it's over. And I feel like that's how it is with Satan. Whatever you do, make sure you stand in the word. Because if you fall, he's going to kick you. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep on kicking you. He's going to send more of his minions and do the same thing. And you have to rely on the strength of Christ. You have to have your mind already made up to rely on Christ before it gets yeah, to that man. point. It's, it's, man, it's, it's, it's great to be like on this call, on this podcast, where we, we're kind of encouraging ourselves, right? Um, and and so the, the next part of this yeah. that was interesting is... Um, Jesus giving the warning to the cities because didn't he do that in chapter 10? He did the same thing in chapter 10, right? Yeah, I want to say yes, but we did go over that yeah, in regards yeah, yeah, to yeah. him bringing up. Um, I want to say Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, chapter 10, turning back the page here, it's like yeah. verse 15. Yeah, truly I say, yeah, truly I say to be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. I mean, kind of, pretty much, he reiterates it some more. Yeah, for like probably well, more think, in this chapter again. So, two two things came up, right? The the one was okay. He he focuses on the cities where he did his yeah. works in this in this one, and then mm-hmm. one of the things I asked myself is okay. Why is he just, why is he focusing on the cities? And it reminded me of, I think in, in um, one of, I think it's in Ephesians where Paul says, we don't fight against the flesh, 
but against spiritual spiritual wickedness in high places or um, spiritual wickedness, uh, principalities and powers in high places or something like that, right? And and I'm wondering if yeah. Jesus is, is talking about our environments, right? If, if, if they, like he's, he's literally talking to the city, if you don't repent, it's going to be better in Sodom than it is in you. And these are places where he did his work. So there was, there was belief there. There was um, yeah. uh, faith there. But he's still giving them a warning. So it kind of, to me, this whole chapter was about spiritual warfare. It's like, it, it, and, and faith, like he's giving them a warning, even though, yeah. again, he did his works there. So there was faith there. So why would he give them warning to to repent if he knows there's faith there because he knows it's a battle. Like you said, life is going to throw them some stuff that's mm-hmm. going to test their faith. So he's telling them to, to stay in the fight. I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when I saw it, when going over it, I was... The part of uh, it stood out to me because I'm like, like what you said, these are the cities he did the miracles in. And that's what stood out to me. Like the miracle is done there. I would think mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. you've seen a miracle from the one and only God of the universe, right there in the flesh, performing a miracle before you, but not just any old miracle, like <laughs> making purple flowers come out of the sky or something like that. Yeah. He's, he's doing a miracle for people that actually need it. So they need, so whatever their need was, he's doing it. He's, he, he is literally addressing it right then and whatever illness it was, he's addressing it. And I'm like, in order for Jesus to say that to them, I was thinking like, well, they didn't, they were too satisfied with the miracle and didn't look at why he actually was there. That's what I was thinking. Like that popped in my mind. I was like, if I'm seeing, if I'm right there in that, right there with Jesus, and I'm seeing this, yeah. I don't want to become comfortable yes. with what He's doing. I want to become comfortable yeah. with Him. And I think back to what you were saying: it's it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare, because that's what the enemy is after yeah. for us not to really understand the purpose of what Jesus was doing when He came. So it's like. I like how, like in class, for example, when Reggie puts his, like, getting all this information but not using it. And so it's like with the cities, Jesus was intimate, mm-hmm. intimate with the, the residents in that city by doing the miracles, performing, and it's like, he would, he just didn't do that. He would be teaching. And the reflection of what, the, or the reflection of showing if they learned what he taught, mm-hmm. if it's not there, Increased judgment, and I'm like, oh, that's something. I I stayed. That was another part in this chapter that I stayed. I, I just I read it slowly, and I went back, reread it again, and then I stopped and just tried to just meditate on it to really think about how is this applying in my life? How is this applying? How is this applying um, in the environment? Just in life in general. And I'm like, yeah, we we. 
it's easy yeah. to judge another city. Like Sodom was wicked. Sodom and Gomorrah was wicked. Failing to realize, well, we are working with way more than them. We have the the the, the Finnish That's right. canon, the Bible. They didn't have it back then. It's increasing yeah. the more right. information we get, the more we actually are increasing our judgment with God. Exactly. And the enemy, he's like, I don't mind you. I don't mind you being that way. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't mind you being that way because it's really more for me. I, it gives me more of a to, I feel like I give Satan when he goes to God and tries to right. slander us before him, it gives mm -hmm. him ammunition. Yeah, it's, it's just so another way this, not to, doing it. You know, accuse us of not, you know, being in in oneness with God, right? Like it, it's 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 just another way. And you know, the the yeah. the interesting piece is how he addresses the cities, right? He didn't call out no names. He just called out the city. And it, it made me think about, you know, our, our city, our towns, our counties, our states and nation. You know, and how, you know, we may be missing yeah. the mark. But again, you know, we just have to pray for them. We just have to pray for the leaders, right? To, that they they would, you know, somehow. And, and don't get me wrong; I don't know everybody's religious affiliation in, in the nation and in the country and the county or whatever. But I would I would be, I believe that most of them know of God, right? Like I I've never heard of like a like an yeah. atheist being, you know, running a, a political campaign and, and winning, you know what I'm saying? Like they know God, they just, just kind of twist it up. So I'm just praying that they are yeah. seeing God for who he is and, and, and receiving the grace and being able to pass that grace through as we go, as we try to, you know, prepare for the, the new normal. Cause th you know, things are definitely going to change. And I, just praying that they they allow Jesus to be be more open, you know what I mean? Be like like let Jesus be more of the mm -hmm. focus in a lot of these things. But and but it's 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 just so tough, man. It's so tough. I agree. I agree. Um, goes back to what you were saying earlier. This chapter being full of a lot of spiritual warfare. And I think as Christians, yeah. we have to be cognizant on what our weapons are. It's easy. The enemy wants us to feel like our weapons don't work. And like, as large as our country is, we don't have pretty much, we don't have the luxury of walking up and just saying, hey, uh, President Trump, uh, could I um, pray for you on this on this particular matter? Right, I think this right, probably right, help. Right, right. It's not like we can have a one on one with them like that. But we do have the power mm -hmm. of prayer to still work the same way as if we did have that type of uh, of close proximity with them or or with any leader. The enemy wants us to feel though that it doesn't work. 
it's good to know it on paper, but don't use it. And for God, I feel like what the Lord is saying, remember what I remember, know what my purpose is, why I came, why I sacrificed myself for for you. And in doing that, when you understand that, don't be dismayed about what's going on. Yeah. We are at war, but I won already. The victory is already here. And don't forsake your weapon. Your weapon one is, is prayer. We we have to continue to keep praying for our leaders and for our nation because I just like what you said, you really don't see you know, atheists running like that. Most people in this country can either if you ask them what did God do Absolutely. so that you yeah. wouldn't have to go to hell, most of them actually be able to give an answer. Absolutely. In this, I mean, in this country, they'll be able to give the answer, which is it, it's good and it's bad all at the same time because it's like, well, we fall in the category of what Jesus is talking about in relation to these cities. Because it'll be better for those cities than with us because we have all these churches on like almost every other corner, all these different ministries, yeah. all these programs, and yet still we buck wild. And that, that, that in a sense, it, it can be disheartening, but we can't lose sight on that it is a spiritual battle, but we got to use our that's tools the right a, way. That's such a good, good segue because you know? Jesus mm-hmm. ends this chapter, which I'm going to, from this day forward, call the spiritual chapter. And before he finished his, his mission... He prays. He, he prays. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Gratitude he does. to the Father, and then we get to the more popular um, verse of him calling people to come to him for rest. And it's it's rest in it's rest mm-hmm. from the spiritual battle, right? It's oh. it's rest. From the things that we see that are causing us, you know, anxiety and and stress. Yeah, mm-hmm. what I like though is that before he goes to the rest, is it's kind of like he giving you like a, right. a, a prerequisite for being mm-hmm. able to get it, because yeah. he said, "Thank you, Father, for hiding it." Mm-hmm. For keeping the thing hidden from the wise and, and the um, intelligent, but revealing babes. And that language, yeah, especially when it refers to us as babes, as infants. It's like that. Right, right. I can't come to God like I know it all. When I'm coming to God, I have to humble myself. Mm-hmm. It's like well, um, this morning with the men's fellowship. That's right. With with when he said that being humble, yeah. have to, that's a strong position to take. That's a strong, it's a very powerful position to take. To be, to be humble is a decision one has to make. I have to make myself be humble. And sometimes that, that requires me just to keep my mouth shut. You know, if I feel like my ego is too, too big, just keep it shut. I got more to gain. It was a, um, uh, mm-hmm. Bizzle. 
the one I sent um it's a rapper. Yeah. The one that did like a link of the other I forgot the I forgot the name of the song. He made, so he did another one. Except this one I think it was just original. And so when I saw the um it saw the video and on it mm. one of the lyrics for the song he says some wins feel like losses. Yeah. And I was like that's so true. And in order to get that rest from God, I feel like sometimes it's going to feel like you're taking a loss when really you're winning because you got to set the pride aside. You got to come to God and actually be obeyed. And that is coming to the fact that, like, for example, with myself, I'm like this. Lord, you take care of this house. You're the one taking care. You're the one really providing. You're telling me what I get up, discipline, working and stuff like that. But I know it's you. It ain't. It's not me. And I, I feel relaxed like that, but somebody that doesn't have a relationship with Christ, they may not feel relaxed in it. They're like, nah, man, it's all me all day. I'm the one waking up, setting up alarm. I'm the one doing all this other stuff to try and make sure these bills are paid. But yeah. in my eyes, I'm like, I feel relaxed just being a babe with Christ. Not not in the sense as far as spiritual development, but in, in the sense of what Jesus is talking about here, meaning mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to be trying to figure this out on my own. Right, right. Like, right. tell me what you want me to do. I'm down with it. Let's go. Your your, your and point about humility it. is is actually a really good one because, I mean, that's fundamental to the way that we we walk with Jesus. Like, you can't be a you can't be a know it all and receive from Jesus. Mm -hmm. it, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what about yeah. the Pharisees. They knew too much scripture without having a relationship. Mm -hmm. And they just that's couldn't right. grab what Jesus was saying to them. That's right. It just went right over their heads. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's, that's how we become mm -hmm. one, one with God. That oneness is being able to be and that's what, in essence, that he does come out yeah. and say in this prayer. In essence, uh, what, verse 27, said, all things have been handed over to me by my father, and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know yeah. the father except the son, and anyone to whom mm -hmm. the son wills to mm -hmm. reveal him. That oneness, that's the key. That being humble, humility, not trying to be boastful and prideful because God pretty much hides the, the, tr the spiritual truth from people like that. But by being humble and just coming, mm -hmm. being bold enough to say, God, I don't know it. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make this marriage work. I don't know how to make, I don't know how to change my career better. I don't know how to, whatever the issue may be, I feel like by just coming, I know for me, it's just always relaxing for me to come to God, whatever dilemma or situation I've been in, been in just say, God, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And then to have him respond back to me. Whew. It's an awesome experience when he responds back. When he, when he really does respond back, I don't feel like I'm a stepchild. That's then. good. I, feel like I mean, I'm that's really literally good. how I felt this week. I mean, the, the back half of this week, I've just been really feeling like I don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. You know, I know something's going on, but I'm not really sure what it is. And, and that's the thing with me, like, especially when I, I, I've made up in my mind that it's a spiritual thing, I'm not going to try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to go 
Like, okay, this is a spiritual battle going on. And even if I'm not 100% sure, which, like, I'm I'm still not 100% sure, but I'm not going to try to be like, okay, let me get all the evidence to make sure that's a spiritual battle. That's stupid. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's so I'm, I'm just really... You weigh yourself in. Pass that care over to Jesus. And and read like reading this chapter, put it, it it put it in perspective for me, and that's I believe Jesus is talking mm-hmm. to me and just telling me, man, like you're in a battle, man. I got you, but recognize that you're on the battlefield, that you're not, you know, you you're not in some cushy general's yeah. office looking at the battle from miles away, like you're actually on the front lines, and so. I think we mm-hmm. forget about that sometimes, um, but this was a great reminder. And then, like I said, his his prayer really spoke to me at the end because, you know, it, it reminds me of humility. It reminds me that we have to be humble to walk with Jesus. So. Yeah. I like how Jesus also puts it at the end, for I am gentle and humble. Mm-hmm. So in order to experience that rest, we become more like Christ. It's that oneness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. It's that oneness, yep. which is worth it. The world may reject it, yeah, but I mean, it's he, worth he, it. I mean, when you say that, like, the world may reject it, like, and, and I want to rehash the whole chapter but he talks about that specific thing where the world the world is just so it it Uh rejects him but it rejects everything related to him in chapter 18 um, he said for John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he was a demon and 19, the son of man came eating and drinking. They say, look at the glutton and the wine bibber, mm-hmm. a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. I mean, Jesus, just tell it to you plain. Give it to you plain and simple. And no matter what you do, you're never going to be accepted. Yeah. And, that, and that's also, I think, been kind of weighing on me, right? Like this, this walk with Jesus, it's never really truly accepted. By, by the world, and and while in the last chapter he talked about you know persecution mm-hmm. is coming, it's always going to be coming for his namesake. We like I said, we, we kind of forget that, or or we don't we don't see it all the time, but it's happening all the time. Yeah. He's ramping up. I think it's easy. It's easy to not grab a hold to your weapon when you don't realize you're in a battle. It's kind of like um, there's so many examples with that. Like, uh, like I like how you put it with the guy. With, 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 we're running the uh, the marathon. Yeah. You feel like you're gonna give up, but what if your mind even made up to go that far? Or you even realize that you're in, in a marathon. And that's the thing. This walk with Jesus, it's a long walk. It's a long walk. The destiny is around the corner. 
It's a long walk. Mm -hmm. And like how we covered last time, it matters how we finish. It matters how we finish. But I love that Christ comes out and tells us up front, this is what you can expect. But this is also what you can expect to get from me. He doesn't tell you at the end, at the very end, or later on down the line, this is what the reward is going to look like. He tells you up front. Mm -hmm. Even even here in this prayer, my yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm going to get rest. You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Good. So good. All right, brother. This was a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know we can. You know we can. Yeah, you know, we can keep going. You know, we can keep going. I'll close this out. Yeah, because we, we can keep going. <laughs> dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you, dear Lord, for speaking, for speaking to us. You know before we get to the points of feeling low, or what we may call just sliding off the curve somewhere. You know we was going to get there before we got there. And we thank you because you had already given us a word. And we thank you for already anticipating. Already anticipating for what we're going to be at to give us that encouraging word. Um, we thank you for continuing to speak to us, uh, enlighten scripture to us to see the relevance of it in today in our lives right now. Uh, we're praying, Lord, our Heavenly Father, that you continue to speak. Speak to whomever has been listening to our podcast with dear Lord. We pray that you speak to them and that they see you. Pray that they do not leave the way they came in, but they leave better, dear Lord. We pray, Lord, that they're not hearing Malcolm and Evan, but they are hearing you, and they are drawn near to your son, Jesus. For when we're saying the words that you had spoken, being unashamed of how you did it. You did it because you were focused on the one who sent you. And when we're seeing it, it gives us an example on where we should be standing at. When we're seeing how uh, John the Baptist was and how you responded back to him full of love. You didn't make him feel bad for not, ha for not having a proper understanding of what your ministry was. Nor do you make us feel bad when I having a proper understanding of what's going on in our lives. We thank you for that, for that love, that passion. May we, as your followers, demonstrate that to others around us. May we communicate very clear, precise, and loving and gentle to those that's around us. So that when we feel like we have to repeat ourselves, we're repeating ourselves the way you repeat yourself full of love and full of passion and grace, dear Lord. Um, we thank you for this moment. Thank you for allowing us to come this far. Um, we know that you have not brought us to this point to just drop us to the side. With all this stuff that is going on, dear Lord, we thank you for 
staying, staying right here with us. Um, we're praying that you may move them around. Um, those that's been affected by COVID-19, whether it's been by uh, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones, or just loss of lifestyle. Um, we're praying, dear Lord, that you may speak to them. Bless them and have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with you, dear Lord. And for them not to leave that encounter with you the same, but the same way, but for them to leave that encounter better with the intimate relationship with you. We're praying for that people get saved. And we're asking that you may move them around our leaders. Bless them with wisdom. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it, send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you, and until next time, keep walking with Jesus. Hey, how's it going? All right, Brother Evan, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Not too long ago, came back from just trying to walk around the neighborhood. Okay. By that cold wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. I told myself I was going to jog this morning, but it was kind of, kind of nippy out there, and I was being lazy. I've been, I've been um, feeling a little lazy the last couple of days. I ain't really been working out enough. I've just been kind of. Vegging out on TV and laying around, being a slob. <laughs> yeah, I work. yeah, I work out. No, no. Now I think about it. Yeah, I haven't worked out yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I didn't work out. That was one of that was one of my days I supposed to work. Well, I supposed to have worked out was yesterday, yeah. but I'm getting off late. Yeah. Um. And we'll talk about this more, but. You know, I just, I feel like I'm kind of in a spiritual battle right now. Um, same. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I same think I told, I told you, it was a Friday, Wednesday, I think. I was just, you know, just kind of feel like, oh, Thursday. 
I told you, I was like feeling just real lethargic. It started Wednesday night, and then mm-hmm. the last couple of days, Thursday and Friday, just been really lethargic. Today is a lot better. I, I got out, got some of the sun rays, and you know, just kind of out, just outside. Period. I think that's what my problem was, was just being stuck in the house. Because at yeah. first, I was in the middle of the week. Pretty much, I say pretty much all this week, I was kind of like feeling low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, then the aggravation with the job, so it was like where my mind was at. And yesterday, something just dawned on me, and it was like, you know, you're feeling this way because you have to let what's on your mind, mm-hmm. give it to and just leave it alone. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. It was like, yeah, I haven't been doing it. I haven't, I haven't done that. I was like, let me make sure I do that. Yeah. And then last night, just for trying to dig in with Matthew 11, mm-hmm. I... God was speaking to me. Mm. He was speaking th- to me through my uh, Matthew 11. It, and I'm still pretty much stuck on that. The um, whole part of Matthew 11, I'm still stuck on it. Because I was even sharing it with my wife or where my mind was at with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, because I, like, I was feeling kind of low, like how, like how you described, like, kind of like, I don't know, just because I guess it's just being stuck in the house. <laughs> I, th- I think, I mean, I think that's what it is, but I mean, I, I think that's part of it. I, I just <laughs> believe that it's, it's, you know, from what we've been studying, there's something else behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something spiritual, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. But like I said, you know, it's funny, this, this chapter also spoke to me through some of those things, but it is, okay, so let's, let's pray and then we can, we can talk about it. Oh. All right. All right. 